Hello, and welcome to this episode of Faith to Live By, where each week I seek to help us discern current events from a biblical worldview to learn not only what God is revealing, but how He wants us to respond as His people. I'm Pam Christian, your host for this weekly podcast. As a charismatic apologist, I seek to have us grow and mature in the knowledge of our faith and the spiritual demonstrations of truth, so we experience works greater than Jesus, which He Himself said we would. I have longed to see the greater works Jesus spoke of in John 14:12, and it's actually been a source of frustration for me as a believer, because I'm convinced the same power Jesus demonstrated in his days on earth is available to believers today. And yet, to see the church, or better stated, the ecclesia, so impotent, grieves me. For us not to be operating in the fullness of truth, in the fullness of the power and authority Christ died to give us, is to be dismissive of Jesus at best, and to mock the cross at worse. Please, think about what I just said. If you have to, stop the podcast for just a moment and give some real thought to those words. Christ died not only to redeem us into a right relationship with God, but to reestablish God's authority and power over the enemy of God, so we could reclaim the earth for Christ. Because of all Jesus did, we who place our faith in Him are restored and commissioned That is, we are called into a joint mission with Christ to reclaim this earth. And this, my dear listeners, explains why we have experienced all we have in the greatest intensity the world has ever seen these past two years. We are living in the greatest time the earth has ever known and I believe will ever know. Yes, I believe the times we are being permitted to live now will surpass all that occurred on earth when Christ was here and that Christianity will produce far greater results than occurred as reported in the book of Acts and the New Testament. We are poised for the prophesied great harvest of souls that will bring more people to faith in Christ than ever before. Think about it. There are more people alive and living on planet Earth today than any time before. I ask you who hear this podcast to gather friends and family who are living in fear and dread and have them listen to this podcast and to scrutinize everything I say and dig through all the resources and references I bring you, not only today, but each week since July 2020. I want you to open your overwhelmed mind and your closed-off heart to allow me to challenge you with the truth and hope you desperately need. It is the truth that will set us free from all the lies, deception, bondage, and tyranny we've suffered in recent years. But before I forget, I want to encourage you to listen clear through this podcast to know how to get the special gifts and offers I have for you on my new Beyond the Podcast page. I've set it up exclusively for you, my podcast listeners. I'm really excited to have this additional way to connect with you and to get some fantastic resources into your hands. Now, with today's podcast and the next two, I want to accomplish the following. One, provide background for us to understand the truth about the times we're living. Number two, to challenge you into greater critical thinking. Number three, to equip you to fearlessly step into your role as a co-laborer with Jesus. And number four, empower us to operate in the spiritual authority we have in Christ to see the greater works Christ wants us to do. And all of this is with the backdrop of following the example of our brave military men and women who are presently fighting yet another battle to help protect and assure our rights and freedoms, holding the line against military corruption during COVID-19. The illegal mandates must be stopped and exposed for what they are, and my guest, Nick Cupper, 
will help us understand more in just a bit. But first, let's get our foundational understanding of truth in all we've been experiencing these past couple of years firmly established. We must understand every destructive effort of the enemy will always backfire and produce far greater results for God and his kingdom. Try as hard as he might, Satan is a defeated foe who continues to wreak evil and devastation in snaring as many people as possible away from God. As I've said in earlier podcasts, in actuality, there are only two choices for mankind. We can choose God, which is to choose life, or we can reject God and therefore reject life. Just as it was for the first woman Eve and the first man Adam, to reject God is to embrace Satan. The war the enemy of God declared when he sought to dethrone God and be worshipped in God's place has been actively played out on earth ever since the first woman and the first man. We read about ancient history in the Old Testament and see the repeated patterns of increasing wickedness culminating to such a point that God intervenes and destroys the works of the enemy. What moves God to intervene are the repentant prayers of his people who realize they have succumbed to worshiping the devil and they call out to God, wanting to be restored unto him. This pattern has played out over and over again through the ages and unto this very day. Think about it. Every human born since the first man and woman are natural-born enemies of God. We have inherited our spiritual dead condition as offspring of Adam and Eve. And today... There are more people alive on planet Earth than ever before. This means there are more people the enemy of God can influence against God, and so he has. These past couple of years, as we've been trying to make sense out of all that is occurring worldwide, has caused us to realize we are living in the battle of God versus Satan, good versus evil. The pattern of increasing evil has been underway for centuries, and we are only now learning the extent of it. The release of COVID-19 is now being understood for what it truly is, an evil strategy for the self-appointed elite to gain power and control over the masses. Two years ago, you would have labeled me a crazed conspiracy theorist for saying what I just did. But God has allowed enough evidence to be unveiled these past two years to finally wake the church up to the truth of the evil we've permitted to increase within our midst. More and more people are realizing the truth and are ready to finally do something to act against this evil. And I love it. Once again, Genesis 50-20 is being played out, and this time in our very midst. What the enemy has meant for evil, God is using for good. Praise God, hallelujah, and amen. If you have ears to hear and eyes to see and you want the truth, then stay with this podcast and make a point of being a faithful listener to all my podcasts because I provide a trustworthy source for truth. God says to us in Isaiah 118, Come now, let us reason together. Think about this. Almighty God invites us puny humans to reason with him so we can operate in his wisdom. Wouldn't you agree we need critical thinking today more than ever? We need to turn off mainstream media. They have proven themselves to be partners with the self-appointed elite who are doing the work of the devil. Don't listen to those who proclaim to bring truth, even under the Christian banner, who cause you to fear, fret, tremble, and want to hide. They are false prophets and teachers. If you know Christ died to provide us the victory over all the power and the works of the devil, then why would you listen to lies to the contrary? 
Use your God-given intellect. Apply reason and rationale to understand the truth about what the whole world is enduring today. You have the same choice set before you every human being does. We can choose to be restored to God through faith in Jesus or not. To do nothing, by default, is to choose Satan. We can choose to follow the destructive and fearful ways that have been imposed upon us by people in positions of authority, including government, medicine, science, education, media, and more. We can blindly accept what these so-called authorities who claim they are working in our own best interest instruct us to do. But doesn't it make sense to do research and learn the true motives behind their overreaching mandates? Haven't we learned from our past? Consider the horrendous lies, deceit, and destruction imposed by Nazi Germany upon the masses. Initially, many people were duped into believing what the Nazi regime was doing was in the best interest of humanity. Listen, the enemy of God knows his days are numbered, and as I've shared before, this whole COVID pandemic has been a scheme of the enemy working through people who are deceived, who think they are advancing their own plans for the betterment of the world while increasing their own power, authority, and money, when in reality they are working against God, the very God they don't believe exists. Yet, this year, 2022, is the year we will see God answer the prayers of his beloved people to once again rescue us from evil. I am not saying God will do it all for us. As I first said, we are called to be co-laborers with Christ. We must get in the battle and challenge the destructive deceptions to see victory in these present-day battles. And there are many battles before us that we must fight or be overcome by the enemy. Recently, I discussed the influence of the United Nations on all countries working to advance their own agenda. Alex Newman helped us understand how the philosophy of a one-world government has infiltrated our American public school systems. Then, Jonathan Butcher helped us understand how we can be engaged with our local school boards to make sure our children are receiving the education that represents our values. If you didn't hear these podcasts, make a point of doing so. While there are many battles we must fight, today I want to explore the more egregious truths we must expose. Mandates that promote evil and destruction must not be tolerated. Sadly, the whole world was lied to and with strong-arm tactics forced into submission on many mandates that over the past two years have been proven to be highly devastating. God is revealing truth to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Listen carefully to the following points. How can a drug that is approved for emergency use only, which requires voluntary acceptance, be mandated? How can a medical treatment be mandated for all people without considering their personal health issues? How can doctors be mandated to administer an emergency use only so-called vaccine that is entirely unproven that has not gone through the testing rigors of all other vaccines? Why would the United States Department of Defense demand all enlisted men and women to take this unproven injection, even unilaterally denying religious and medical exemptions? If we understand the strategies of the enemy and we realize there has been a progressive effort to establish a one-world government, then this mandate for the so-called vaccine upon our military, especially now with the widespread reports of adverse reactions to the injections, including death, we have every reason to sound the alarm and rally the troops. I get very upset when I hear of our military being mistreated. Same for our police and others who willingly risk their lives for our safety and freedoms. 
So when I learned that beginning February 2nd of 2022, the military began immediate discharge of soldiers who have chosen to retain their God-given body autonomy by not taking the inefficacious, highly dangerous, problematic, proven not to work death shot. By the way, those are the words of the Vax Choice team. I became outraged. Today, I want you to hear from Nick Cupper in his own words what he has experienced with the understanding he is representative of many other military personnel subjected to the same illegal treatments. Nick is a Master Sergeant in the United States Air Force who has served 18 and a half years. Since 2003, he has served in 13 positions at five bases in four major commands across three states and two countries. He was deployed twice and has earned 16 medals, including two Meritorious Service Medals, three Commendation Medals, and one Navy Achievement Medal. He currently serves as a flight chief in charge of over 150 airmen at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. Nick is married with four children, one who is wheelchair-bound and adopted from Armenia in 2016. Here's my interview with Nick. Nick Cupper, I'm so glad you've consented to be part of this podcast. I'm really very upset, and I think my listeners will be too when they find out the kind of treatment our military men and women have been receiving. Those of you who are in the armed forces, willingly put your lives on the line at any given moment, and you defend our freedoms, and yet you are receiving anything but freedom. Would you tell my audience a little bit about yourself, uh, your position with the Air Force, and just in general, let us know some about you. Yeah, thanks, Pam, for having me. So I've been in the Air Force for 18 and a half years, uh, came right out of high school, and I've served at five different bases, two different countries, multiple different major commands. I've held 13 different positions in the Air Force, and right now I'm a flight chief in charge of roughly 150 airmen. And we have a mutual friend, Jared Lasky, who is also a podcaster here with Charisma Podcast Network, which is why I had the privilege of meeting you. And he shared with me um, some of the events that you personally are dealing with. But as I've dug a little deeper and as you've informed me better, I understand there are five different lawsuits right now concerning how the military has been treated. Can you give us some background on that, please? Yeah. So uh, the the main lawsuits right now, uh, there are two brought upon by Navy SEALs um, and they're against uh, President Biden and a few other people. Uh, And then there are three lawsuits that are more specifically against the Secretary of Defense. Uh, The lawsuit that I'm a part of is titled Coker v. Austin, used to be Doe v. Austin, and it's filed in Florida. And uh, right now we are in discovery, um, just getting evidence from the other side. And we have a court date of September, but likely in cases like this, they, they get a summary judgment one way or the other beforehand because of how much evidence there is. I feel very confident in our case. Well, as I mentioned earlier on the podcast, before we actually began our interview, the reason that these lawsuits are being filed is because the government actually is requiring you as our enlisted men and women to be vaccinated. And this is completely against our freedoms, completely against our rights. And I know that this is something that you want to make sure is addressed properly. Can you let us in on some of your thoughts and your reasoning for being part of this lawsuit? Yeah, absolutely. So my personal biggest issue with this military vaccine mandate that we have is uh, the way it's being implemented. So the way the order was written up, it says that 
we can only be mandated to take a fully approved and licensed and labeled vaccine, which would be one thing. However, there are no fully approved licensed labeled vaccines in this entire country. Before a couple of days ago, the only one that even had approval was Comirnaty. And now there's spike vax from Moderna. However, neither of those vaccines have actually been created and labeled as such. Let me jump in here for just a second. Let me just jump in because a lot of us are not familiar with the military. And I think what you were explaining is that the military has had a standard by which vaccines must be administered to people who are enlisted. And aren't you saying that because we are talking about quote unquote vaccines that are for emergency use only, that those standards don't apply because they don't exist? Yeah, absolutely. So U.S. Code Title 21, and I won't get into the nitty gritty of it, but Title 21 says that any emergency use product, whether it be a vaccine, device, anything, cannot be forcefully administered to anybody and you have the option to refuse. Uh, There is another title, Title 10, that talks about a potential waiver the president can sign, but the president has signed no such waiver. Every single vial of vaccine in the entire country and definitely in the DOD is labeled as emergency use authorization only. Okay. And so as such, the military, by trying to mandate these so-called vaccines, they're violating their own standards. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, the judge in our lawsuit has even pointed out a big problem with their argument. So the military is trying to argue that because in one of the documents from the FDA, they use the term interchangeable between comorbidity and the emergency use. But what the FDA is saying in there, and if you look at it, it's very clear, they say they're interchangeable from a medical standpoint, but not from a legal standpoint. They even highlight that in their documentation. Pfizer has listed nine batches of the vaccine that they say were made in an identical fashion to how community is made. So they think that they should be approved. But our judge at least has said nothing created before the date that the approval came through could possibly be retroactively licensed. Seven of those nine batches were all created before. And outside of that, my base specifically doesn't even have any of those nine batches. So everything that has been administered to every single member on my base since the mandate came into effect has definitely not been approved, but they've been administering it as if it is, which is illegal. Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody, even without a law degree, can understand that that's illegal and that your rights are being violated. One of the things I learned from you when we spoke before our interview today was that you actually have received either medical or religious exemptions in the past. Can you get into that a little bit, please? Yeah. So obviously with the military, and I think this has been widespread enough in the news, everyone should know this, there are plenty of mandates for different vaccines over the years. Uh, But for me specifically, I've received an exemption because I already have natural antibodies, either from a previous infection I had or from an earlier dose from years and years earlier of a vaccine. But I still have enough antibodies to where I hit the immune level. So the military has given me exemptions to every single vaccine I'm required to take with the exception of the flu and COVID-19. But for COVID-19, they refuse to give one, even though I've proven with five different positive antibody tests that I have natural immunity even 12 months after being infected with covid Well, I think there are several reasons for the lawsuit. I mean, not only what you just mentioned, that you have had exemptions in the past and they're not honoring it now, that the Air Force is violating their own standards in terms of administering any kind of a vaccine, and the principles of rights and freedoms, not to mention the fact that there's nothing that's been discussed about individual health 
I mean, there may be some reasons on each individual as to why or why not having any kind of a vaccine would be warranted. Yeah, they definitely are not looking at an individual case. Uh, and it's it's wild because on the one hand, it doesn't make any medical sense at all. This is a medical treatment that they're trying to give us without taking a case-by-case situation. I mean, if you look at the death rates, the hospitalization rates of COVID across the military or the United States as a whole, or even the world as a whole, what you see very clearly is roughly 75% of all COVID deaths are in people that are over 50. There are very few people in the entire military that are that age category. Then if you look at the other people that are under 50 that are dying, they have multiple comorbidities. You're talking people who are obese, people who have asthma, maybe people have different situations. Most people in the military don't have any of those situations else they wouldn't be in the military. I used to recruit for years. And in fact, we have to go through all these medical things. And if they have medical symptom A, B, C, they cannot join. So if you look at the numbers of military members who have died of COVID, it is so extremely small. In the Air Force specifically, mm-hmm. the Air Force is only listing six members over two years. You've had more people commit suicide in the military in one quarter of 2021 than you've had in all of COVID. It's incredible the kind of deception and lies. Anybody who's got a clear thinking mind, it's beyond our understanding. So I'm grateful that you and 15 other plaintiffs have decided to be part of this uh, lawsuit. It was Doe v. Austin. What is it now? It's now Coker v. Austin. And originally, like I said, there were 16 uh, plaintiffs. They're now 18 uh, since everyone was unmasked. Um, and it is in Florida, the judge, Judge Windsor. So if anybody wants to pray for him, uh, that would be great. All right. And then when it comes to the lawsuit itself, as I understand it, the DOD, that's again, the Department of Defense, wanted to dismiss the case. And that had a turn here recently. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So the DOD knows that they're wrong. Uh, They know they're going to lose this, but they're going to do whatever they can to try to get rid of it. So they've requested that the case be dismissed, and they requested that almost two weeks ago. Uh, We as the plaintiffs have until today to respond to that request for dismissal. So we've all had to write uh, declarations, being very clear about what our situation is, what has happened, whether we've sought medical exemptions, religious exemptions, what negative things have happened to us, things we've been denied. Like, for instance, I was recently denied uh, a work trip because I'm unvaccinated. Um, I've been told that I am no longer allowed to speak to the chaplain on base about religious accommodations because I have a lawsuit uh, to which I filed an IG complaint and informed my lawyers because that's a direct violation of my first amendment rights. And so all that gets turned in today. And I believe, I fully believe that the judge is not going to grant their dismissal because their grounds for it are just laughable. When it comes to your personal declaration, because you had to write about your own experience what would you like to share with my audience? So in my personal declaration, uh, I covered a lot of things we've already discussed as far as, you know, I have multiple natural immunity exemptions already, but I also covered how I've spoken directly with my base immunologist and he's admitted that we don't have comorbidity. We don't have any lot numbers of vaccine that could even be considered approved. I talked about another member in my declaration, actually, who is on my base who recently sought an exemption that's afforded us in the regulation for having a lack of vaccine supply. So 
our base immunologist has acknowledged that no, we don't have any vaccine that is considered approved. But this member was denied an exemption for a lack of vaccine supply because legal has it and legal doesn't want to answer him. And in the meantime, he's been given a letter of reprimand, which as an officer is a huge offense and will haunt his career. Mm -hmm. This is some of the injustices that I've been reading about and learning about. Uh, It's not just that they're trying to mandate people take the vaccines, but there's dishonorable discharge and, and treatment that is inconsistent with the the honor and the standards of our military. Yeah, absolutely. And and another thing, talking about the honor of it, you know, we're we're required to follow the orders of the officers pointed above us, which makes sense. You have to have that to have good order and discipline in a military. However, our leaders are also required to issue lawful orders. And the Secretary of the Air Force on December 7th issued an unlawful order. So the Secretary of the Air Force issued an order saying that if we get our religious accommodation denied, which likely will because every single person has so far, you can appeal. And the regulations allow us to appeal to members of the chain of command above the authority who denied us. The Secretary of the Air Force decided to overrule that and say we can only appeal to the Surgeon General, which is a medical person. However, the Department of Defense, their instruction, which would overrule anything the Secretary of the Air Force would have to say, specifically tells us that we will get to appeal to a member of the chain of command. Well, the, the order that the Secretary of the Air Force issued on 7 December goes completely against that. I notified my leadership team. They notified the legal team. And the legal team completely ignored the DOD instruction and has just said, you will only get to appeal to the Surgeon General. That's it. And it's extremely frustrating to point out an unlawful order, something that is clearly wrong. I'm not asking for special favors. I'm literally just asking for the military to do what is the law, what are the orders, what are the rules. I just want them to follow the rules. And at every turn, we're having the goalposts move. We're having things changed on us. And along those lines, based on how it's been for decades with vaccines, there are a lot of exemptions in place to include, you know, natural immunity exemption, to include an exemption if you're within 180 days of either retirement or separation. They've changed all that. They've removed those. They've said, you're not going to get this. They've completely changed the rules on religious accommodations. They deny all of them saying, well, we can't accommodate you because we need you to be ready for a potential deployment at any given time. Mm. However, the regulation is very clear and it says, you will grant the accommodation unless there's a real, not theoretical, adverse impact to military readiness. Unless I have orders in hand to deploy to a location that will not accept me as an unvaccinated person, it is a theoretical situation. Sure, sure. But that's not how they are viewing it. And, and they just want us all out. I don't know if there's some demand at the highest levels of the military to just purge a certain set of people but it often feels like they want to purge all the religious people out of the military. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's been so much with the onset of COVID-19 beginning, you know, the year 2020. And as you mentioned, the moving of the goalposts has been constant, not only for those of you in the military, but for the whole world. And it's a sham. I'm grateful to know that we who serve the most high God through faith in Jesus Christ, we know the outcome and we know that God will not be mocked. And I've been reporting on my podcast since I started in July of 2020 that 
God has been exposing all manner of corruption and evil in our world so that when he gets ready to administer his justice, those of us who understand righteousness will be in agreement with God. And I honestly believe that this first quarter, and I'm not the only one who says this, but other respected prophets believe the same thing, that this first quarter of 2022, we will see God administering justice like never before, and more and more corruption will be revealed. We are living in both great times for those of us who are following after the one true God and terrible times for those who are not. Nick, I know that your lawsuit has been a very trying process for all of you involved. I'm asking my listeners to make a point of praying for you. What is some of the timeline that we should be aware of as we pray? That's a great question. So like I mentioned earlier, we're in discovery right now. And I believe the discovery phase goes through March. Uh, After that, the judge will have all the evidence from both sides. And he has the potential to go ahead and issue a summary judgment if the evidence is overwhelmingly clear, which I fully believe it will be, that that we are correct. Um, So from now through March, it'd be great if people could pray that there are no hangups, that there is no trickery from the the military and and, uh, the FDA side, because that FDA is also one of the uh, defendants in our lawsuit. And that we get all the documents we ask for. And then after March, I'm praying and hoping that between April, May, he'll just issue a summary judgment in our favor. And not just a temporary injunction, though, a full-on judgment that says, yes, you guys are right and restores back to us our freedoms and, you know, prevents us from getting kicked out. I mean, I mentioned earlier, I've been in 18 and a half years. I'm one and a half years away from retiring. I have four kids, one severely disabled. I have a wife. I have an exchange student. You know, this is not something I take lightly. I haven't put everything on the line because... I just want to make a name for myself. I put everything on the line because this is the right thing to do because God has told me this is not this is not the vaccine to take. You know, there's something wrong here. He's put me in a specific place at a specific time because he has a plan for me and I want to make sure I can be the vessel he needs. Well, I definitely am behind you and I know all of my listeners will be behind you in terms of prayer and promoting and just storming the gates of heaven to make sure truth does prevail. I believe it will. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast to learn more about the final aspects of this court case and the outcome. And so please know that. Please let your family know that my myself and all of my listeners are behind you. Thank you, Pam. Nick's story is just one of many. I suggest you connect with Nick on LinkedIn or Instagram and encourage him with this legal battle. You can actually follow Nick in the LinkedIn address I'll have in the show notes. About the same time I was interviewing Nick, the Epoch Times published an exclusive with the headline, Pentagon Responds to DOD Whistleblowers Claim of Spiking Disease Rates in the Military After COVID Vaccine Mandate. I'll have a link to this article in the show notes. This and other facts that are coming to light will hopefully work not only in Nick's favor, but all of us who do not want to take the unproven injection. We must take our cue from others who are filing lawsuits and take whatever legal and remedial actions we can to right these atrocious wrongs. If you or someone you love has taken the so-called vaccine, I urge you to look through my show notes. I provide many options for medical help, 
post-vaccine that you'll want to know about. Also, there's an excellent resource in the show notes that will walk you through how you can file a criminal complaint in your jurisdiction. Additionally, I encourage you to take time to listen to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's presentation at a recent Reawaken America tour stop to understand more and know what you must do to protect your health. I have also found a site managed by a woman who has suffered greatly from taking the jab who is helping others make their voices heard concerning their experiences. Be sure to look for that link in the show notes. We know God wants us to partner with him to see his kingdom well done on earth as it is in heaven. And we, as God's people, want his kingdom well done on earth today more than ever, especially considering the gross darkness and increase of evil and corruption we've experienced worldwide. We must not let any more time go by without our standing against the advancement of evil in our world. Next week, I'll continue with the exploration of the horrendous wrongs being committed against humanity, specifically our military. I want us to understand how far-reaching this evil agenda goes and what we must do to fearlessly step into our role as co-laborers with Jesus and to operate in the spiritual authority we have in Christ to see the greater works Christ wants us to do. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. And as I've said, I truly want to hear from you. I actually met with one of my listeners recently. Jill, whose last name I'll keep to myself, lives not too far from me, so it was really nice to meet face-to-face, and it was her input that actually helped me put together today's topic. So you see, you never know what might happen if you contact me. And don't forget to check out my new dedicated podcast listeners page, Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. I recently spent time with the Holy Spirit to know what we need to focus on in this new year of 2022, and from this I created a PDF called 22 Directives and Disciplines for 2022. You'll want to download this to know how to position yourself for God's blessings this year. My social media contacts are on the show notes too. You can always email me direct. The email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you've benefited from my work in any way, I truly want to know. Ministry is what I do full-time, so if you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. It's my prayer that you, my listeners, will become supporters of this ministry. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax-deductible. So to thank you for your financial support, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books or five Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn more about all the products and services available through my ministry. When you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, at checkout, and you'll receive a 20% discount. You can make any donation you'd like at checkout, and be sure, if you make $25 or more, to make a special note which book you want or, if you prefer, to get the bumper stickers. I also invite you to connect with me through my award-winning blog. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of the fact that I've gotten a couple of unsolicited awards. And I also want you to be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on my show notes. If you're not already a subscriber, be sure to subscribe to my bi-monthly complimentary e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you'll be able to choose from one of three gifts I want you to have in appreciation. And depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By. 
where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.